You may be forgiven for not noticing there's an election going on in Quebec right now. Current Premier Francois Legault launched a re-election campaign this past Sunday. Voting day is on October the 3rd, so it's a 36-day campaign. It's pretty long. Uh, it's a bit anticlimactic insofar as that Francois Legault and his party, uh, Coalition Avenir Quebec, are polling above 40% right now. And it looks like, unless something were to go completely wrong, uh, that they're pretty much marching to a majority. Now, just to put this into context, last time out, his party got over 30%, 37% of the vote and 74 seats. Uh, while some other familiar names, the Quebec Liberals, you may remember them, Jean Charest was the head of that party for quite a while, took second with 31 seats. The Parti Québécois came in tied for third. The Parti Québécois is a name you may remember with names like René Lévesque and Lucien Bouchard and Jacques Parizeau. They won 10 seats. So although there were some shifting dynamics in Quebec politics, clearly Coalition Avenir Québec are new, although their leader is a former Parti Québécois cabinet minister, François Legault, uh, it was somewhat familiar um, to most people in Quebec and outside. This time around, though, while the result may not be, you know, who wins may not be what we should be looking out for, what happens with the party dynamics in that province may be really interesting because we could be about to witness a changing of the guard in Quebec. And here's what's happened. Uh, the Parti Québécois, obviously the party of sovereignty for a very long time in that province, has sort of fallen by the wayside. Uh, they were down to 10 seats in the last election. It looks like they could be in even worse shape this time. The Liberal Party of Quebec, they won 31 seats last time, but they're also struggling. They've pretty much been reduced in many ways as a party of the island of Montreal and some of its suburbs, mostly non-Francophone voters. So they too have sort of lost a bit of their panache, so to speak. The other thing that's interesting is that what used to be really a battle between sovereignty versus federalism in Quebec is now starting to shift to a battle more between right versus left. So one of the biggest growing parties in Quebec is something called Quebec Solidaire. They're a left-wing party. And now the Quebec Conservative Party on the right. Now, here's a party that's never won anything. The Quebec Conservative Party, uh, under a new leader, uh, uh, are doing really well in the polls, at least. So now you're starting to see Quebec politics kind of shift around. And that's what's really going to be interesting about the next 36 days and voting day on October the 3rd is will Quebec voters kind of rewrite the party structure in the province? Uh, and not to mention a big breakthrough for the Quebec Conservatives um, could also provide something of a, of a base for the new federal Conservative leader who will know by then to build on. Well, joining me more, with more on this now is Daniel Bellon. He's director of the McGill Institute for the Study of Canada. He's also a professor in the Department of Political, Political Science at McGill University in Montreal. Thanks for your time tonight. Thanks for the invitation. So we have an election underway. Uh, I know that uh, it's somewhat anticlimactic in the sense that uh, the current party in power, the current Premier François Legault and Coalition Avenir Québec are pretty much seen as a shoe in here. Uh, just how popular are they and why is that? Why do they have so much momentum going into this election? You know, on average, they are above 40% in the, the polls, well um, above the other parties. There's a pretty fragmented uh, field in terms of the opposition, and we'll talk about that later. But in terms of CQ, they are uh, popular among older Francophones, especially those who don't have a university degree. So um, this is a, a, a base that is quite strong, uh, especially in so francophone areas of the province. The CAQ is not popular uh, among anglophones uh, and to a lesser extent allophones, so uh, uh, non-francophones. And so, um, but when we look at the 
Francophone population among older people. Uh, they are very strong. Among younger Francophones, they are behind Quebec Solidaire, which is a, a left-wing party in Quebec uh, that is ahead in terms of people who are 34 uh, and younger. But when you talk about older people, 35 and older, then the CAQ is, is quite dominant among that's Francophones. That's a really interesting dynamic, the sort of uh, from federalist versus sovereignist to left versus right. I'll get to that in just a minute. But I guess, what is the ballot box question? Because we saw in Ontario that there wasn't really one in the last election. We thought it would be pocketbook issues. Clearly, inflation is a big deal. Uh, but is there a specific ballot box, ballot box question in this election yet? I don't think it's clear yet that there is still quite a way, you know, before the campaign just started. But I would say that... Um, the economy, inflation, cost of living are major issues. And during the very first days of the campaign, both the Liberal Party of Quebec, so the official opposition, and the CAQ, they unveiled some tax cuts uh, and other measures to actually uh, alleviate, uh, reduce the, the economic suffering of Quebecers uh, um, facing high uh, inflation. So I think that uh, the economy, especially pocketbook issues, are central to the campaign. But because this is Quebec, uh, you cannot have a provincial election where nationalism or at least, uh, you know, language, national identity is not uh, um, a factor, an issue. So, yes, the economy, inflation, but national identity is always there, even as, as you, you alluded to earlier, uh, sovereignty is no longer a major uh, topic in Quebec. Uh, uh, for the time being, at least, uh, the opposition between, say, sovereignty and federalism uh, has really moved to the uh, the backstage. And in the front stage, it's more left-right uh, dynamic with Quebec Solidaire on the left. And then parties that are close to the center or center-right, like the CAQ and Liberal Party of Quebec. And then a party that's emerging or that's becoming much more visible uh, in Quebec, it used to be really marginal, but now it, it's actually in some polls in second place behind the CAQ is the Conservative Party of Quebec. So I think that there is an interesting dynamic going on now in terms of left, the left versus the right, and uh, that sovereignty versus federalism is not really central right now in, in political debates in Quebec. Yeah, tell me about that because you know I grew up in Quebec. Obviously, that there was never a Quebec Conservative Party, at least not one of any of any influence. And all of a sudden, under their new leader Eric Zemm, uh, they become quite a force. What has been driving that? I understand that a lot of it is related to sort of opposition uh, to public health measures, measures during the pandemic. Yes, I think that uh, Eric Zemm is someone we can compare in some ways to Maxime Bernier or Pierre Poilievre, who's actually we know so quite well. Uh, uh, so I think that there is this rhetoric about freedom. The motto, the slogan of the party, the Conservative Party of Quebec, in this campaign is Libre chez nous, right. free at home. Huh? And it's uh, actually a, a, a play on words with the slogan of uh, the quiet revolution of the liberals under Jean Lesage, which was... Uh, um, um, uh, what was the slogan? <laughs> Gonna, uh, uh, I uh, remember uh, it. Uh, we could we could edit this door. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I remember uh, Lesage. Maître chez nous. Maître chez nous. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I will restart. So, so this is the 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 slogan of the um, Conservative Party of Quebec is a play on words on the uh, slogan associated with the Quiet Revolution and uh, the Liberal Party of Quebec in the 1960s. 
which was Maître Chez Nous, Master in Our Own Home. And now the slogan of the Conservative Party of Quebec is Libre Chez Nous, Free in Our Own Home, and so free at home. And so freedom is a really central aspect of their uh, uh, campaign. So a smaller government, of course, a pushback against public health measures, uh, agenda for major tax cuts. Uh, and so I think I see a lot of parallels between Eric Duhem, the leader of the Conservative Party of Quebec, and Pierre Poilievre, uh, who might become, uh, uh, who is likely to become the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada come September 10. Yeah, and that's something that I'd love to talk about just when we look at the broader implications of what this election could mean for federal politics, could mean for other provinces, because clearly a surge in popularity of a conservative party in Quebec would probably stand pretty well uh, for someone like Pierre Polyev if he becomes the leader of the conservative party. I think so. So what could happen? We already know that quite a few of the conservative MP, MPs in Quebec, and there are not that many, right? Quite a few of the conservative MPs in Quebec, they do support uh, Jean Charest. And if Charest uh, loses, these people might leave or not run again, or we don't know what will happen. And so in that case, Pierre Poilievre could turn to uh, someone like uh, uh, Eric Duhem and um, the, the, the Conservative Party of Quebec as a potential base for the federal conservatives, because quite a few of people who vote conservative at the federal level, in 2018, they voted for the CAQ. Because the CAQ, Coalition Avenir Québec, is a coalition between former or uh, federalists and, and sovereignists or former sovereignists. And some of these federalists are people who, who will vote at the liberal level, especially provincially with the Liberal Party of Quebec. But some of them are also people uh, uh, who are um, tied to uh, or support the uh, the federal level, the Conservative Party of Canada. For example, Eric Kerr, uh, the And so we have some of these ministers, CAQ ministers, who are actually uh, uh, traditionally uh, you know, tied to the Conservative Party of Canada, where members of the Conservative Party of Canada who ran for office for them in the past. Um, and so that's important to understand that. So Duhem, of course, uh, with his populist rhetoric, his focus on freedom, uh, is much closer to I would say uh, the the type of conservatism that Pierre Poilievre is pushing forward, um, and and that could help him if the conservatives in Quebec, so if Eric Duhem and his party can actually win some seats, because although they are doing well in the polls, uh, their vote, um, the way it is distributed geographically, doesn't mean that they will actually win seats or many seats, at least based on the current polling numbers. My guest this half hour is Daniel Bellan. He's the director of the McGill Institute for the Study of Canada. We're talking about uh, the Quebec election. There is an election going on in Quebec right now. It kicked off this week. Uh, October the 3rd is voting day. The uh, current government, the Coalition Avenir Quebec government, government under François Legault, are in very good shape going into this election. Uh, people would, wouldn't be obviously shocked to see them win a pretty sizable majority here. But there's a lot of other stories going on in the background. Quebec politics, of course, always fascinating. And one of them, Danielle, is, is the Parti Québécois, because I think a lot of Canadians are very familiar with the PQ, having been in and out of power for years since uh, René Lévesque's uh, big election back in 1976. What's happened to them? Because they look like they're on the on the verge of perhaps being completely uh, wiped out. Yeah. So what we what we talk about earlier is the decline of I would say the debate between you know federalist versus sovereignist in Quebec. And of course, 
The Parti québécois is the main sovereignist party in the province, although Québec solidaire also supports sovereignty, although uh, it's not as central to their platform as the PQ. So uh, what's happening with the PQ is that uh, they have lost a lot of support, uh, in part because many of their voters uh, decided to turn to the CAQ, which is a strong, you know, they have a strong nationalist rhetoric, but they don't uh, support uh, sovereignty. And so right. François right. Legault and the CAQ, they stole a lot of uh, uh, voters away from uh, the Parti Québécois, which is facing an existential crisis right now. Of course, François Legault himself, a former Parti Québécois cabinet minister back in the day, so he knows very well which parts of their policies to take away and where they're vulnerable. Uh, Danielle, how about the Liberal Party of Quebec, too? Because I understand they're in, although they are still the official opposition, um, they're in trouble as well, it seems. Yes, so... The Parti Québécois for, could lose most of its seats, the, the seats that they have left, and end up with one or two seats. The Liberals, fortunately for them, they have a concentration of votes in Montreal in the more Anglophone and Allophone uh, uh, ridings on the island of Montreal. So they are likely to preserve probably at least a dozen seats, 15 seats, maybe more, uh, because of that or partly because of that. So they are not facing the exact same existential threat as um, uh, the PQ, but they are not doing well at all among Francophones. Um, and, and so this is really, they are dead last if you take, you know, uh, support among Francophones, among the main parties uh, uh, in Quebec right now. Uh, among Even among Anglophones and Allophones, they have lost some of their support. They used to poll, you know, at 75-80% or above among Anglophones. Now they are polling lower, even if they are still ahead of the other parties uh, among that demographic. So I think that they are, um, the threat for them is to become just a, a party representing uh, minorities, <laughs> language minorities in Quebec, and they have no... Um, very little uh, in terms of representation uh, in heavily francophone areas of the province. This is something that we saw already in 2018, but that could become even more the case this time around, as the CQ could take some liberal seats in Laval, for example, which right. is the largest suburb just north of Montreal. Yeah, a, re a real shift uh, for those who don't follow Quebec politics intimately, uh, a real shift from the days when it really was a battle between the Liberals and the Parti Québécois every every time out. Uh, what do you think the impact, and we talked a bit about what sort of a surge in the popularity of the, of the, uh, of the Conservative Party of Quebec could have on, for instance, conservative, uh, federal conservative fortunes in Quebec, but what do you think the overall impact should be? What do you think Ottawa politi federal politicians are looking for in this election to figure out? Yes. So first of all, they expect, of course, the CQ to remain in power. That's not necessarily good news for the liberals uh, at the federal level under Justin Trudeau, because we know that um, during the last uh, federal campaign, uh, Francois Legault came out and openly supported uh, the conservatives. That's right? right. And we also know that in the past, especially in, in 2019, during the federal campaign, he actually said things that ended up helping the Bloc Québécois. Uh, on secularism in Bill 21, uh, among other things. So I think that François Legault, for the Liberals uh, at the federal level, is seen as a foe, was a potential threat, even if, of course, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau has always been quite nice and polite and, of course, has also uh, spent federal money in, in the province, may, you know, made a lot of announcements before the last federal campaign, for example, 
but that didn't help him gain some support or even a neutral stance on the part of François Legault. François Legault, uh, um, I think uh, a re-election of the Legault might be good news for the conservatives at the federal level, especially if the Conservative Party of Quebec also win, uh, if it wins some seats. Uh, that could be an interesting scenario for them. But as we saw last time, even when Legault endorsed the Conservatives and basically asked people to vote Conservative or said the Conservatives are his top choice at the federal level, it didn't really change the outcome in terms of the Conservatives winning more seats in Quebec. So, you know, François Legault might be quite popular among older Francophones. Uh, uh, he's very popular among older Francophones. But it doesn't mean that these people will listen to him in terms of who they should vote for at the federal level. So some people in Quebec are used to that for a long time. They will vote, say, uh, in that case, uh, they could vote uh, conservative at the federal level and liberal at the provincial level or, or vice versa. And in that case, they could ver very much vote for the CAQ at the provincial level, but vote for the Bloc Québécois at the federal level, even if the Bloc is a sovereignist party. Uh, uh, they might uh, support uh, this party because they think that it will really help promote the autonomy of Quebec within Canada. Quebec politics is always a fascinating, a fertile and fascinating uh, subject to talk about. Uh, Daniel Bellan, thank you so much for your time tonight. You're most welcome. Take care.